Welcome to the Purpose Mastermind Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to have my sidekick, my best friend, my wife, Adina. Adina, thank you for joining us today for this conversation. Oh, my pleasure. We're talking about parenting, and oh, do I love to talk about parenting. <laughs> yes. Can we please talk about simple, powerful parenting? Yes. Instead of the pressures that all these parents have on them, oh, you yeah. can hardly survive with all of the pressure. Does, is it possible to have simple, powerful parenting when it feels like parenting is nothing but complex and stressful and frustrating and impossible? You can, but you have to look at it differently. Yes, absolutely. Look at it differently. So let's talk about this. The first thing I want to talk about is this. As a parent, you don't control the results. No. No. But if you try to control the results like I did for a period of time when I was parenting, you realize that it just creates a mess. Kids don't want to be controlled. And when I changed my perspective to empowering my kids, it became so much better night and day. It, it's so instinctual, though, that if something is really important, I better control it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but does it work? No, it, it's it's parenting, it backfires on you. And that's what's all, so frustrating is you think that it's going to give you a win. I will control these results. I will make these little humans do X, Y, Z. And then all of a sudden everything's backfiring and you've got kids that are, are just responding to your lack of uh, of empowerment and the frustration in their own lives. So are there times or ages when a parent can control the child? I would say if there's going to be a season, it's going to be when they're younger because you have to make so many more choices for them because you're laying a foundation and that takes more work. But a quickly, at any stage, you can empower your kids with choices and you can pick those choices and that will be your part of the control. Those seasons when we can control, mm. if we don't snap out of that, there's a price to be paid. Oh, Yes. I will look at, I like to look at kids and, and think of kids this way. I think that the human beings, some are born wild stallions. Yes. These are the strong willed, um, our kids, who was, who was the wild stallion? Oh, Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey. I think Matthew was when he was young. Matthew was very stubborn. Very like he's so strong and yet so wild. Mm. The wild stallion is so powerful, yet so useless. Right. Often the wild, you look at from a distance and it's like, wow, look at that majestic, strong horse. But because they're a wild stallion, they're dangerous. And so you can only get so close. And I think every family has a wild stallion that yes. parents are like, oh, I can't get too close to this kid right now. And so, but the, so you have wild stallions, but then you also have donkeys. Mm. This is the child that doesn't seem to really cause problems because they don't cause anything. <laughs> They're just, they just like stand there or lay there or sit there. And we can make the mistake of thinking that the wild stallion is like the problem child and the donkey is like, oh, they don't cause any problems. Well, humans are supposed to be able to cause things. And so we can mistakenly think that the child that is just compliant and quiet and just does everything we tell them to do, this is the good child. 
And that other wild stallion, that's the bad child. I think that's a mistake. Yeah, it's a good child and a bad child if you're thinking about what can you control. But that's not the objective of parenting a child. I want to empower my kids. Uh, I don't want them to need me to go to college with them and sleep in the room down the hall to help well, let's them talk through about, life. Let's talk about empowering that wild stallion. They are strong. Yes. They want to lead. They want to be aggressive. They want to be bold. These are all good things. Mm-hmm. But what does it look like to empower that person? Because they do have all that power. But let's consider what happens to that human if they don't learn how to use that power appropriately. Then they're going to be the bully. They're going to be the person that's chasing after something and and they don't understand boundaries that are healthy. And when we see those leadership skills, because people, the kids who are stubborn, they have a lot of leadership abilities in them. You see that in all the things that they do. So if we can instead stop trying to control them and start trying to help them to have you know, a boundary of, I really like to refer to it, the choices. If my kid's four, I can let them choose between two or three snacks rather than letting them choose anything out of the cabinet. It's not that they couldn't choose anything out of the cabinet, but I'm I'm just teaching them boundaries. And when you get a kid that's older and you've got them in middle school or high school and there's a curfew, you can say, what do you think your curfew should be? And they give you feedback. And then you work together on deciding a curfew based on what's healthy for them because they have a game early the next morning or whatever the case might be. I'm then empowering my own kids to think rather than controlling them and just telling them what I'm going to decide that they're going to do. Yeah, and if you take the wild stallion, if the goal is to get them to be controlled by you as a parent, number one, it's, it's pretty much impossible unless you absolutely just crush their spirit. And just take all the stallion out of them along with the wild out of them. The goal in between the wild stallion and the donkey is a thoroughbred. Mm, yes. It's, it's this horse that is of much use and it has power and it's of much, but it's useful power. So if we look over at the donkey, this is the child that I think it's easier, easiest for us to control because they're okay with that. They, this is the child that doesn't instinctually have a lot of gumption. They'll kind of just go along with things. And if you imagine a donkey, if it's small enough, I guess you can pick it up and move it around. But imagine as the donkey grows, imagine having to pick up the donkey and take it everywhere. This is what happens when we try to control the child that's kind of like the donkey Eventually, this does not work. And neither one of them, neither the donkey nor the wild stallion, neither one of them want to be controlled. And they fight against it. And that's why we have all these problems. So there's times when you are the one that is going to be making decisions. But if our if our heart posture and the way that we look at it is how can we empower the, the child that doesn't want to go to action? And how do we empower the child that does a lot of action beyond boundaries or, or whatever? We just want to help empower our child because the, the urge to control, it, it comes from a good place. But we're not controlling our kids every day of their lives. They're eventually leaving as adults. So if we don't train them 
to take on their the control of their own lives, they won't be ready when they're an adult and it won't matter how amazing we controlled them. It'll end up being a disaster for them as they begin to walk into adulthood and they have no idea how to use the power within them. It's always been controlled for themselves. If there's a parent listening to this and we say to them, you do not control the results. How do you think parents will feel hearing that statement? We haven't given too much explanation or teaching. We're simply saying right off the get-go, for simple, powerful parenting, you got to understand that you don't control the results. How do you think a parent might feel about that statement? I think they might feel afraid because we've been told we have to control what we do and you know, we have to own our lives and we're the ones that we need to be responsible for all our choices, which means the results. And so we've been told all of this for, for a long time. And so now we get to these kids and we're trying to control them. And we feel, we feel like we sometimes sends us to a crazy place trying to figure out how to control these little humans. Yeah. I, I, I could see how people might want us to say, because as we speak here, you know, the reason we talk about things like parenting is not because it's just a favorite topic, although it is. It's because we've raised three kids. We've taught in schools for 20, a little over 20 years. We have so much experience in this area with, with literally thousands of, of kids and families. We're very much invested in this topic and in helping people thrive in this area. So the reason we have this conversation is because we really, really want to help people. And I would say to any parents out there, I want you to be liberated with the thought that you don't control the results. And it's actually so much better. When it's something is so important, like our own kids, it is more instinctual to try to make it happen force things to happen. But let's compare this to different areas in our life. Take any other area in your life and th- and consider thinking about it like, you know what, I'm going to control this. Just any area of your life. How about how about the the mail every day? What if you decided I'm going to control when the mail arrives every day? Well, good luck with that. If you like to participate in some kind of sport like golf, imagine if every time you go and every time you go to hit a ball, you say, I'm going to control this. I'm going to decide where this goes. The more pressure you put on yourself to like make it do something, you end up with opposite results. So the idea that you don't control the results, it should be liberating. It actually sets us free to be really good at doing our part. So let's talk about a couple more things about simple, powerful parenting. I want to say this, and Adina, give me your thoughts. Effectiveness is the goal, not perfection. For me, that was so huge. Like I always wanted to be perfect and good and great and strive for more, set goals, grow, type A personality. I've always wanted to do an extremely excellent job at everything, but it's exhausting. And you come to the end of yourself at all sorts of different points and and that's not pretty. But what I learned is when, that if you go for effectiveness, 
you're still doing an excellent job. You're doing your best. It's accommodating for the humanity that we are because nobody is perfect, but striving for it exhausts us and leaves us in a puddle at points, and it's not a realistic goal. So effective for me can be something really great if I'm really strong at it. But sometimes effective things are something I'm not very good at. And so I'm just going to do my best and I'm and that's going to end up being more freeing and less confining when I get to be the best version of myself rather than see how many times I fail every day because I'm not perfect. I think it's very difficult to enjoy anything you're trying to perfect. Mm. And I think it's very difficult to be effective at something that you cannot enjoy. I'll say it again. I think it's very difficult to enjoy anything that you're trying to perfect. And it's very difficult to be effective at anything that you cannot enjoy. So good. Parenting is not about perfection. The word I like to use is effectiveness. If we were to give ourselves a school grade, like kids are graded on a scale of zero to 100 parents. I think an effective parent scores about a 71%. I agree. And some of you who were the type a people that wanted a 99 or 100 on every school grade, you might be like, well, that sounds awful. Well, life in parenting certainly is not a, a history test where you get a review sheet And you're told what questions are going to be on it. And if you do this, then you'll get this result on Friday. That's not what parenting is. It will never be that. Parenting is quizzes and tests are constantly thrown at you. There's never review sheets. And there isn't some book that has all the answers. And if there was, the book would be about 100,000 pages long. So it's not about perfection. It's about effectiveness and 71% is about where we are and we learn to be okay with the imperfection and the more the more we're okay with the fact that it's imperfect we can more boldly do our part because if perfection is my goal then I, it's easy to just become stifled so but let's talk about this last thing I want to talk about because I think this is This is a counterintuitive tool for how to become an effective parent. When you hear people talk about, here's how to be a good parent, oftentimes it might be a list of, here's these 10 tricks, or don't do this and do do that. I want to say something, and maybe this this is near the very top of what I would say to any parent that wants to be effective. It's simply this. The shortcut to effectiveness as a parent is being honest with yourself. And if you're married, it's being honest with your spouse, the two of you together being honest. It's very easy and instinctual as parents to raise our kids motivated to help our kids avoid the mistakes of our own life. This is what it's this is what's called living vicariously through our kids. We oftentimes think that okay, so a parent who's really into their kid being good at a sport, they're living vicariously through their kids, and that's probably true when they're really overboard about it. But think about this. A, a parent that has not 
they're not okay with the mistakes and failings of their own life, that will show up in how they parent. They will live vicariously through their child. Their goal is, I'm going to make sure that my kid doesn't grow up and become like me. I'm going to make sure that my kid doesn't make the mistakes that I made. Instinctually, this seems helpful, but is it? It's going to end up making another mess because then our kids are going to see that we have to be perfect. They're going to see the extent that we we make decisions and make choices about what we're going to do so that we can be the closest level of perfection as possible. They're going to feel that pressure, be overwhelmed, hate that kind of life, and they will be dreaming about the point or fighting to get to the finish line to where they can finally choose what is their standard that they're going to live by and who knows what they're going to throw away that were good lessons within those activities or that season. They're going to throw it away because of this this constant pressure for them to be perfect. Because if you have to be perfect and you're living vicariously through them, or even if you're not, the pressure that our kids see about them having to be perfect to please us, it becomes a huge element for kids as they grow up. Yeah, you use the word pressure. If a parent is, is parenting for the point of making sure I can't let my kid's life become what my life is, the pressure that puts on our kids, that's like our kids living their life with, with the parent sitting on their shoulders the whole time. Basically, the child's life it, they're not just becoming what they should become, but they're also atoning for the mistakes of the parent's life, and the humans can't do that. So I want to finish by emphasizing this last point. The shortcut to effectiveness in parenting is facing your own problems. Face your own weaknesses Don't hide them and then just parent hoping your kids never have them. The human being that faces their own weakness will have the wisdom and understanding for how to help someone else with their weakness. And your child will have weakness. It's inescapable. Good parenting is not raising a kid that doesn't have weakness. If you, if you have a child, you're raising a human being that has weakness. They have problems. And so as a parent, when our kids have problems, we can get so worried and so afraid, like, oh my gosh, their life's going to be ruined. Is this my fault? Is it their fault? How do we change this? This is going to ruin everything. Or we can realize, of course, they have problems, kind of like me. And when me as a parent, a parent leader... When I am honest about my own weakness, I learn the pathway of helping someone else with their weakness. On the other hand, if I am so afraid of my weakness or my failings that I hide them, I will have no idea how to help someone else with their own weakness. 
the greatest gift that you can give really the whole world is to face your own weakness boldly. Notice I said the word face and not fix. Just face it boldly. You will gain a wisdom to be such a gift to your kids because your kids have weakness. They don't have weakness because you're a bad parent. They have weakness because they're human. I'm going to say it again. They don't have weakness and problems because of you as a parent. They have weakness and they have problems because they're a human. So good. Just like me, just like Adina, just like you sitting there listening, you have weakness in your life. And our response to that weakness can be to hide it and compensate, or we can face that weakness boldly. And when we do that, we gain a great gift, and that is to learn a pathway, not just for ourselves to live in freedom, but to show our kids how they can do the same. Oh, so good. Yes, our kids need us. Let's end this here. But but we do want to tell you about a program we have that we put together called Parenting on Purpose. We just had conversations with a couple today going through this content, and they said we didn't know how much easier this was going to make parenting feel. They said we were kind of afraid of it because parenting on purpose, we thought it would be something else to add on to the list of a thousand things that we have to get right with parenting. And actually parenting can be so powerful if we keep it really, really simple. And that's what this course does, Parenting on Purpose. It helps you simplify parenting so that it can be powerful and that your life can powerfully influence your kids. If you're interested in that, you can reach out to us. You can send an email to mark at markdelaney.me. We'd love to chat with you about that. Adina, thank you for joining us You're on this welcome. episode. Adina is in a school um, uh, doing things that you don't just teach, do a lot of things at school. And uh, so usually you're not on these episodes, but... You're I not, love jumping in when I can. But you normally are on all of them because all of our content has been steeped in, in the relationship of our own life and our own experiences. So Adina's not usually on these episodes, yet she always is. So mm-hmm. thank you for joining me. Those of you listening, thank you for being a part of this. If this podcast episode will help people in your life, would you please forward it on to them? It also helps if you like and review our content. It helps us to reach more people. Our mission is very simple. Our mission is to simply proclaim that everyone has a purpose and they can know that purpose and they can be set free to live out that purpose boldly. It's our mission to help people finish one sentence. My purpose is. Thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next time.